Good morning, it's your Friday night DM, Shay Cormack here, and it's a cool, still Sunday morning. Welcome everybody, and thank you for listening. Um, it's a couple of days since Friday night, and we had a great game, and I just wanted to talk about two topics. One of them's a, a little bit of a rant, uh, so it may not be as balanced and, and compassionate as my usual um, talk. First of all, I want to keep talking about Grimdark. Grimdark is my favourite, um, I wouldn't call it a genre, would I? Because it uh, exists in sci-fi and fantasy, and any any genre can have a Grimdark aesthetic, let's call it. And uh, I think I really latched onto the Grimdark aesthetic from reading the Warhammer 40k novels, especially the Horus Heresy novels. And I just fell in love with the constant um, death, the, the glimmer of hope that exists, the complicated heroes, um, and the just compounding doom. Um, so good, so good. And actually I was reminded how, how much I enjoyed the grimdark aesthetic. Um, I mostly read a lot of science, uh, fantasy novels that have got the same kind of feel. The characters are gritty, death is always close at hand, life is cheap, and uh, the chances of things actually improving, slim, the heroes will win or, or get a victory, or, but uh, whatever stability and peace they bring to the land is, is but short-lived before the next uh, evil villain makes things even worse. But uh, about a week ago I watched the um, Judge Dredd movie that's I don't know, maybe 10 years old or something like that. And I just loved the grim dark feel. You know, normal citizens, innocent bystanders were caught up in gunfights and uh, just mayhem and killed um, and without remorse and then without actually really anyone caring. They just step over the body as they walk on to the next thing. And, you know, I'm not a serial killer, I'm not a sociopath. Uh, I'm not a nasty person, um, but for some reason I'm really drawn to that aesthetic. And I've also noticed my players, whenever we play in campaigns, and I quite often do, as you've, if you've been listening to me for a long time, you'll know that I like to change the point of view for my characters. So we quite often change um, characters and uh, kind of teams and motivations uh, within the same campaign. And I've noticed the players that I've accumulated, they actually enjoy being not goody two-shoes heroes. They like being a little bit grey around the edges. They certainly like it. And, you know, there's a lot of talk on the internet and, you know, that uh, there's a, most people like being a murder hobo. Well, we kind of embrace that. And why not embrace it and enjoy it? And as the dungeon master, I like turning the screws on them and, try and make them feel guilty every now and then for their murder hobo natures and you know sometimes I spring it on them that the monsters aren't the bad bad guys they think they are um, after they've killed them and you know I, I try and twist the emotional uh, their emotional heartstrings a little bit every now and then uh, just just for my own amusement but in general they're there to kill stuff and take the treasure and and that's good fun so we play a grimdark um, campaign at the moment. The players are characters in a um, mercenary company 
a little bit uh, based on the idea of um, a TV show that I haven't seen, but it's called The Boys, about superheroes um, that aren't really heroes, but they put on the front of being heroes for PR and financial reasons. I think that's the gist of the of the story. And um, we had an amazing game the other night, two nights ago, where the main bad guy they've been chasing, we're playing Rhyme of the Frost Maiden. The first adventure in Rhyme of the Frost Maiden is to track down um, a killer, Sephic. We played our 11th or 12th session um, on Friday night, and they finally took out Sephic. Um, Sephic has eluded them, he's defeated them, he's a, um, got away from them uh, in the past a couple of times, and they finally uh, tracked him down, cornered him, and finished him off, you know, after nearly three months of play. So for one thing, I think that's really awesome. But Sephic is a real bastard, and what he had done is kidnapped a small baby uh, to lure the players into chasing him uh, through a series of traps that he had prepared beforehand. And he tied the baby onto his back in, a, in the manner of like a papoose. And so making any kind of ranged attack against him very risky that it might hit the, the child. Now, I told everybody about that, and almost the first player's turn, they decided to fire with a magic missile at, uh, at Sephic. Well, it rolled the percentile dice to see whether <laughs> whether he hit the, the, the baby, and he did. Uh, the baby died, and I looked around the table as I described it, and no one was shocked and disgusted and crying or mournful. You know, we've got a, um, you know, and I, I looked at their faces, and I didn't see that. You know, no one was lying when I asked them at that moment, because I did stop for a moment and ask them, is everyone okay with, with where this is going, and they were all okay. Um, and we went on from there. The baby had death saving throws, so they had a chance to continue to uh, to rescue the baby as they as they uh, chase Sephic. But be, by the nature of the traps, they couldn't quite catch him um, most of the time. So their only real chance of doing damage was range damage, and a few of the other characters chanced it and tried to fire on him. Well, the poor little baby, uh, over, the, over several turns, ended up getting hit twice more, failing or causing it to fail death saving throws, and the baby was dead for good. And uh, everyone could accept that. Um, and we were adults, and it was, a, you know, there were other people in the town who were getting uh, hurt and property damage from the from the chase and it was good fun you know no one enjoyed killing the baby you know no one was reveling in it it was just part of what we were playing and the bad guys in our campaign are bad and evil and they take children hostage and the heroes in our game are, are pretty rough around the edges and um, they're willing to take a risk with the lives of innocence as well. And so actually, it really it fitted the theme of what we're doing, that they actually did that. And it was quite freeing for me um, as a DM to be able to pursue the dark themes. Um, you know, I was kind of hoping they were going to be heroic. Uh, 
I was kind of hoping um, that the final scene was going to be Sephic throwing the, the child into the icy waters um, of the lake while he fought with the heroes and um, one of them hopefully, maybe one of them might have made the decision to jump into the icy waters to forgo the fight and the heroism of killing Sephic, who they hate terribly, to save the child. And amidst, you know, maybe five players staying, deciding to stay and fight Sephic, one of them might have showed a glimmer of humanity. And um, that would have been amazing too, but it just seemed right the way it worked out and, and not a bad thing. And so I just want to give a big shout out to my players. Uh, I really appreciate them. I appreciate playing with adults. One of the reasons why I've set up the, the Friday night game the way I have is because I play with like quite mature people. You know, it's not like they're 20-something murder hobos that actually like laughing callously at killing the baby or something like that. You know, most of them are like in their late 30s or 40s, maybe even early 50s. I don't ask everyone's age, but um, we're, we're mature adults who can enjoy mature themes and adult themes um, without getting too worked up. So first of all, that's my main topic. I love the grimdark theme, which really revolves a lot around about the death of innocence as just carnage and um, collateral damage. So really enjoyed that. But the next day I had a conversation with one of my players. They had recently been to a con, con game. And in the con game, his character was like a, a cleric whose main role was like a um, investigator slash um, torturer, you know. Uh, and so in the game, they were trying to find information. They weren't having much luck, but they had cornered a monster or a bad guy. And uh, he, as a character, asked the other characters to grab grab the bad guy uh, so that he could torture the information out of him. Now the whole table rose up against this idea as if it was some kind of evil. And my friend uh, just felt really small and throughout the rest of the game um, just had this feeling of just being, you know, vilified by the others uh, where he just really wanted to, to leave the table, just did not enjoy um, the atmosphere there. And, you know, I, that really annoyed me. About uh, two years ago, I made a rant of a podcast uh, when on the internet there came out this page of a list of things that might offend you. And uh, this list was so that your players could fill it out before the campaign started so you'd know what triggers not to go next to, uh, not to interfere with. And it had on the list things like spiders. You know, there was just this comprehensive list of the, all the things that could possibly um, freak you out or make you feel unsafe. And honest to God, spiders was one of the things you could tick. So you could go into a fantasy campaign where you don't want any spiders because spiders scare you. I mean, just that alone is enough to, to make me gag a little bit, um, let alone all the other stuff that was on the list. Um, and it's just so PC 
and I had a whole rant about it and I ended up not posting it because I know it was offensive to some people um, but I, I find it quite hypocritical the stance that a lot of people take um, about violence and, and certain types of violence or certain types of content and and role-playing games because let's take fantasy as a genre in particular the vast majority of people that play role-playing games who are adults probably watch um, content like Game of Thrones and many other fantasy TV series and movies which are full of bloodthirsty killing, rape, pillage, torture. They probably read fantasy novels which are filled with the same type of content. Well, you know, you can find some pretty clean fantasy uh, novels, but if you're an adult and you're reading a wide range of fantasy novels, you are probably reading novels in which some of the characters, whether they're the good guys or the bad guys, are engaging in torture or rape or other such evil activities and you may even find yourself um, personalizing some of those characters and finding some um, connection with some of them. I know I'm just from um, one of my favorite characters that I've been reading lately is this guy his name is Glockter and he's a crippled wizened uh, character in a fantasy novel who has been tortured severely or most of it yeah, i think all of his teeth most of his teeth removed you know all his bones broken he survived the torture and escaped after several months now he's the head torturer in the uh, in his kingdom that he is part of and he's a nasty piece of work if you ever find him yourself in his dungeon um but i find myself able to relate to him as a person um even though i never want to torture someone but he's very relatable and i've I would not, I would imagine that most adults who engage in the fantasy genre would find times when they um, engage with characters who do evil things and they watch graphic violence and even graphic other forms of violence like rape and, and I'm sure it's not too graphic, uh, the depiction of, of rape. Uh, I myself have never watched more than one or two episodes of uh, Game of Thrones, but from what I understand, there's a lot of it. Anyway, my point being, all of these people that pretend to be so prudish at the gaming table, it, it's a PC show of um, how good they are, like uh, of just virtue signaling, because if there genuinely was someone at the table who had been tortured or had a family member tortured or had some kind of actual genuine um, issue with torture that would be understandable and I definitely have compassionate understanding for someone at my table who has a genuine aversion to a topic you know and of course rape would be one of the most you know rape is a common thing and unfortunately in most societies and so you do have to be extremely careful about it because, you know, something like 25% of people, uh, that's a broad number, it could be worse, it could be depending on their gender, uh, have experienced sexual assault. So if you've got a table of four people that, you know, that you're playing with, there's a good chance that one of them have, has experienced 
sexual assault. So having sexual assault in your game, very risky. Chances of having somebody at your table that's been tortured in a dungeon with scalpels and knives, unless you live in like a third world country or like Iraq or Sudan or some horrible shithole, you probably have never been tortured and none of your family members. So I'm not sure where your issue with torture is. And at a table of four or five players who are adults, you, the chances of one of them having that issue, so little. Tiny, astronomical. To have a table of five or six people rise up as one and say, we can't have torture in our game. That is, you know, it crosses all our lines and blah, blah, blah. Just hypocritical, sanctimonious, and this is my rant. Uh, this is my rant. I am an adult. I like playing games and interacting with other adults. I don't like having to censor myself um, constantly to make sure I don't accidentally say something offensive to somebody. Um, and if I do offend someone, uh, genuinely offend someone, I'd love for them to tell me that so that I might apologize and, uh, you know, put it into my mind that in the future I won't uh, broach that topic with that particular person um, again um, for their sake. But, you know, if a whole group of a room full of people uh, stand up and pretend like they're offended by something I've said, like they're genuinely personally offended by what I've said, I don't believe it. I don't believe it. And uh, I'm in general sick of PC culture, virtue signaling and the kind of liberal mindset which seems to pervade so much of society. And just to continue my rant, I feel like D&D has embraced uh, embrace that culture in a disgenuine way. D&D is a game for everybody. D&D is about inclusion. D&D is a game invented by and for a marginalized group of society. Geeks. The geeks of the world that everybody else at high school look down on and won't socialize with. Okay. This is a game for the unsocialized, created by the unsocialized, for the smelly geeks who live in their mum's basement and don't get along well with others or, you know, um, all, all of those tropes about what a geek is. This is a game made by and for a marginalized group who want friends and are willing to embrace all sorts of other types of people that are different than them to be part of their table and play with them because they want friends we want friends and uh so that's already the i feel like one of the basis of this whole game and yet the over i don't know how to describe it this overreaching or this you know now we've got to codify how um, how accepting we are of everybody and then we're going to codify um, every possible way in which someone might possibly be offended in our game and then not just codify it but now that we've indoctrinated everyone into the possibility that people might be offended by things that happen in our game everyone's got to be on high alert to make sure they and self-censoring self-censoring themselves and censoring anyone else who might dare to overstep we must censor ourselves so much 
that we might possibly never offend anyone. In fact, we'll just whitewash everything to make it a bland puree of everything. I really have to stop my rant at this point, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't have blamed you if you turned this podcast off uh, 10 minutes ago. Uh, I really appreciate everybody that listens to this, and uh, I hope my friend in particular listens to this as, a, as an ode of support to him, uh, one of my players, because uh, rock on, everyone that comes and plays D&D with me and has fun being an adult and uh, exploring adult themes, and uh, boo, thumbs down uh, to sensory, sensorious um, people who are hypocritical in their judgment of others, and yeah, end of rant, bye.